Hey y'all, what's up? I'm Simone Rose, and you're listening to another episode of the Notebooks and Coffee podcast, where we talk about real life and your mental health. As you know, I am not a licensed therapist. However, each week, I share my stories with you journeying my mental health with the hopes that it encourages at least one of you to share yours. That being said, grab your cups and let's talk about it. I wanted to talk about healing and how the healing process itself has an effect on your mental health. For whatever reason, we have yet to normalize that healing is messy as hell. Grieving is just as messy. And society has tried to embed in us that this process is easy and all it takes is a couple hours and then you're over whatever situation has you messed up. I'm here to tell you firsthand, and I know most of you know, that healing plays a huge role in your mental health. It affects how you view yourself, how you feel physically. Like it overall messes with you because the first thing you think naturally, and it shouldn't be naturally, but it is, whenever something happens that's traumatizing, breakups, you know, anything that will rock your spirit, so to speak, you automatically blame you. You start to think, what's wrong with me? What could I have done different? What did I do? What didn't I do? Why me? Hell, why not me in some situations? It's like I've started to ask myself, when did it become not okay to be sad or to be hurt by things that didn't necessarily work out the way that you thought they would? When did it become such a big deal? And why is it such a big deal? Like you literally have people telling you on social media how to heal. And sometimes it works. Most cases it does not. But on top of already feeling terrible, inside and out, you now have strangers pretty much telling you how to deal with your situation. Because social media is so heavy nowadays. Like That's literally what people run to. But it's okay to be hurt. It's okay for the pain of reality to set in. It's okay to believe that you got it all together. Everything is under control. And then the next minute it hits you all over again. You're breaking out in 
in tears or you having these hot flashes or whatever. It's okay to fall apart. Even after you thought you had all everything together. It doesn't make you weak. Although we tend to think that things like this do make us weak. Anytime something goes wrong and we are now questioning ourselves. We tend to think of it as as a weakness. When in reality, it makes us human. And we often forget that we are human and we were made to feel. Sometimes you, you need help healing. You don't always have to heal alone. That's an area in which I suffer because I haven't figured out how to let other people help me heal. I'm so used to healing on my own. When other people try to help me heal, I push them away or I shut down. But healing sometimes requires help, whether it's through therapy or a bomb-ass support system. You don't always have to heal by yourself. You'd be surprised how many people are actually willing to help you heal. And I say that, but I also want to say make sure that the folks that you have around you as your support system Understand that healing not only requires advice, but it also entails a lot of venting, a lot of crying in some cases. Crying from either being sad or angry or both. But while you have the folks that understand, understand that. It's also important that they understand the difference between the two. A lot of people ain't got that. Some people, a lot of people, I have been guilty of this, wanting to be a support system for someone who's healing. And when they wanted to vent, I gave them my two cents. And that's not what they needed at the time. All that did was make things worse for them in their mind, along with everything else that they were dealing with. I've had it done to me. It's important that people understand the difference between how venting affects you and when it's time to just let somebody vent versus the advice that you give, how it can affect someone mentally. And when it's time to give advice, I typically say this. If I don't ask you for your advice, don't give it to me. I don't want it. Nine times out of ten, I'm calling you or texting you just because I want to get something off my chest. That's it. I don't necessarily want you to respond. Like, you can say okay or... 
maybe and I understand. But unless I ask you for advice or unless, you know, they ask me for advice, I don't give it. Because somewhere along the line, your headspace can get fucked up, whether it's intentional or unintentional. Nine times out of ten, it's unintentional. But either way, it ain't always helpful. It's not. A perfect example of that is when you are going through something with your significant other. You know, you call your guys, you call your girls. You vent. Let me tell you what she did. Let me tell you what he did. On to this whole rant of what just happened or what's happening. And then the person on the other end, the receiving end, starts to give you advice. Good, bad, or indifferent. That ain't what you wanted. You literally just wanted to get some things off your chest. You wanted to release it. You didn't want to take anything in because you already have enough on your plate that is weighing you down mentally. You just wanted to release some shit. But now you done released it and they done came back with something that you didn't really want no parts of. And it could have been, you know, good intentions. But because you're healing... You may not necessarily receive it as that. So it's good to know the difference between venting and giving advice or wanting to receive advice. I always ask. I'm quick to say, hey, I need your advice on this. But if I come to you and I'm just saying, let me say this real quick or let me vent. Or at the end of whatever I said, I say, I just want to vent. That's your cue to shut up. Don't say nothing else. But okay. Or I'm here if you need me. It's bad enough that whatever it is you're going through or I'm going through is already messing with my mind. Something you say could trigger me or I could say something that'll end up triggering you and make the situation worse. And that's not what we want. I feel like we also also have to stop minimizing our friend's pain. And what I mean by that is when you're listening to a story or I'm telling a story, nine times out of 10, the last thing anybody wants to hear is, oh, well, I went through this. Or imagine if you had to deal with this. Like at what point did me trying to heal or you trying to heal become a situation where now we're trying to one-up one another. Make that make sense. It happens far too often when 
I'm venting and I say I'm because it it happens when I'm venting, but I also mean in general, when you're venting to somebody and the first thing they do is say, well, this happened to me or I went through this. So the fuck what? It's not about you right now. Let me have my moment. Or let them have their moment. Sometimes you just got to learn to shut up. And just listen. Because the person that is venting, whether it's me, whether it's you, one of your friends, the person that is venting or trying to heal is trying to heal from their situation. Not yours. And as fucked up as it sounds, this situation over here ain't got nothing to do with that situation over there. So why are we comparing the two during this process? I understand you got hurt. I understand that it sucked. I'm sorry you had to go through that. And if you didn't have the proper support system, I'm sorry for that too. However, I'm trying to heal over here. And unless we helping each other heal, unless what you said to me or what I said to you is going to help this healing process, it don't matter. It don't matter at all. If I'm not trying to help you get out of that terrible headspace that you're in and vice versa, in that moment, we don't need to talk about it. It is never okay to try to one-up your friends when they are trying to heal or when they're going through something. It's just not okay. I had to learn that the hard way. And it wasn't the hard way in a sense where somebody said, like, that's fucked up or I don't need that right now. It was more so listening to different situations, watching different TV shows, and just kind of putting myself in other people's shoes and realizing Oh, I do that. Or, so that's how it comes across when I say certain things. And I had to check myself. It happens from time to time. The, the main takeaway from all of this, and I know this is very different than things that I usually talk about. I usually share like a story or something that I've gone through. I feel like y'all need a little break from my stories. Um, but my main takeaway from healing this particular topic is that no matter what it is that you're going through, it doesn't last forever. All wounds heal. 
some wounds heal a lot quicker than others. Some wounds may feel like they ain't never going to heal. Some, some wounds heal and there's always that scar. Like, okay. Everybody has this scar. Um, where or from when they were a kid. I don't know how everybody got this scar, but believe me, everybody has this scar. You're probably going to look for the scar as soon as I tell you where it's at. Everybody has a scar on their knee. Right knee, left knee, both knees, whatever. Everybody has that same scar. You done fell off a bike. You done fell playing basketball. You was running and you fell on the concrete. You got a scar that is still on your knee. There was a wound. You washed it cleaned it up, put nail spoon on it. It still hurt for a few days. Depending on how big the scar was, it still hurt for a couple weeks. If you were one of them kids that picked your scars and opened it back up, because we do that now as adults, we'll be healed or close to healing and then go back and pick at something. Now we don't reopen the damn wound all over again. We did it as kids with this scar on your knee. And we do it now as adults. But I can guarantee if you have a scar on your knee, even on your elbow, for whatever reason, kids always, 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 always have scars on their knees and elbows. But it healed. And it's still there. So just because wounds take time to heal, it doesn't mean that they go away forever. Hell, some of your wounds will never go away. Like these scars on your knees and elbows. but they don't hurt anymore. All wounds heal. And though they may still be there, they don't hurt anymore. That's the clean portion of the healing process. Everything else is messy as hell. And you can equate it to the scars you got playing as a kid. The tears or breakdowns equating to the blood, the pus, all the weird shit. The good moments as the scab, the scabbing, just starting to feel better. That wound is now starting to heal. And eventually, the better you feel, it's because you realize that wound and closed up. You can now bend and flex your arm, bend and flex your leg, no pain. You can move without, you know, your skin cracking. Because sometimes it'll crack. 
And during the healing process, that cracking is when something has triggered you. And now you're having a moment where either you're angry or you're sad. The blood is leaking from your knee or your elbow. And no different than what mom or dad did for you as a kid. Cleaning it up. Putting some more nail spawn on it. So that it starts the process all over again. We do that. As adults, it's no different. The only difference is, for whatever reason, as children, when we got hurt, it never stopped us from wanting to go back outside. You fell off your bike. Got this huge ass scar on your knee. Mom or dad cleaned it up. 20 minutes. You back outside on the bike. You don't let wounds keep you from going. No matter how hard it hurts, how hard you fail, get back up. The process was never meant to be easy. I don't think it was supposed to be as hard as it is sometimes now. Don't get it twisted because sometimes healing... Oh shit, it can make you think of some things. But that's how I look at it. In time, everything heals. All wounds heal. Whether you still got the scar or not. Most of y'all turned out fine. Some of y'all not so much. But it's a process. You got to take that process a day at a time. Feel your shit. It's okay to be okay. One minute. It's okay to break down. Want to eat ice cream afterwards. Whatever flavor. Cookies and cream. Chunky monkey. I don't even know if they still make that. But whatever you have to do to heal and get your mental right and be in a good headspace do that whether it's therapy playing basketball singing writing dancing talking to your girlfriends talking to your guy friends do something along the way to not necessarily speed the healing process up but to Add some sort of smoothness to it. Because you're going to need that cushion for when it gets rough. Trust me. Trust me. On that note, I'll talk to y'all next week. <laughs>